Hi everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another 15 minutes. I'm very honored today. We have some special guests, Heidi Allison and Larry Rhodes with Nate's Place, located in Ventura County, California. Uh, welcome Heidi and Larry. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here, Paul. Absolutely. Well, it was my, my honor to have you. And um, tell us about Nate's Place. I understand that it's a wellness center and, and treatment program for for troubled kids and young adults. Yes, it's called Nate's Place, a wellness and recovery center. It's in Oxnard at Fisherman's Wharf, and it's for um, at-risk teens and young adults 13 to 25 who struggle either with um, mental health issues, it could be depression, anxiety, trauma, um, and or substance misuse or substance use issues. So yes, yeah, so we provide um, services free of charge and we have two transportation vans and provide free transportation as well. Okay, and I certainly wanna get into the to the programs that you offer, but first I wanna uh, share with you, with our audience um, how, how, you, how you formed this organization and, um, and how you came up with the name. Sure, yeah, so we came up with Nate's Place, it's in honor of our son, Nate Rhodes who um, very tragically passed away when he was 21 from mm. a, a traffic collision with a semi-truck. And he had struggled with addiction when he was 14. And we had gotten him into treatment pr pretty quickly. He had residential and other types of treatment. But the thing that kept Nate through his high school years on the right path was we hired a peer recovery coach. And he was a young person with lived experience, his own addiction issues, but he was in recovery. And he kind of, he took Nate under his wing, took him to AA meetings, got him into um, weightlifting, bodybuilding, boxing, playing the guitar. And Nate learned that he could have a fun and rewarding teenage you know, years without using. And so Nate was doing great. He was... Um, he was a certified fitness trainer at Gold's Gym, and he had studied um, addiction studies at Oxnard College, and he was only 21. And when he when he had his accident, he was on life support for five days. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the hospital and all these people kept coming in and um, telling us how Nate was always checking in with them. He was always reaching out. He was always... We would kind of joke because he was he was always texting while he was on the toilet in the bathroom. Yeah, but he was like texting all these people, checking in, seeing if they wanted to go to an AA meeting with him, go boxing. And so we had so many people come and tell us that at the hospital that Larry and myself and Nate's longtime girlfriend, one of us said, oh my God, this is like Nate's place. We were struck by all the people that came and we were like, you know, we Nate, Nate was always just this incredibly empathetic human. And we knew that and he had a ton of friends, but we didn't know how he was always checking in with people. People sent us texts, letters. And so we were so inspired by him. And then we just started thinking, oh my God, this is, um, this is what helped him, the recovery recipe. And maybe we could start a center doing the same thing. I'm a licensed social worker. I've been a therapist for 23 years. I used to work for the county for 10 years of Ventura. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I, in my private practice, see primarily people with Medi-Cal and I know there's such a gap in services. Mm-hmm. So we did a whole needs assessment of all the services and we found that there was nothing really like this. And so, um, yeah, we just, we got the idea and then it just kind of like, we always say Nate's on the other side steering the ship because just doors started <laughs> all these people who knew him and you know oh yeah i know so and so i can connect you to them so you learned a lot about you learned a lot about him after his passing i mean it's not it's very unusual for somebody 21 to be that empathetic towards others i mean a lot of 21 year olds you know stereotyping but they're more into themselves and partying than you know worried about their fellow fellow human yeah Yeah. so that Um, was his unique Unique character. Yeah, he was. Larry, you want to jump in and tell about how Nate always was a compassionate kid, even when he was young? Yeah, yeah. He always, no, no matter who or which one of his friends had an issue, he would always be right there to jump in and, and give advice or counsel them. And uh, um, yeah, he was always, seemed to be always that way. And it was, and he had that personal experience from a young age, right? I mean, he he had issues from the age of fourteen. I I yes. read, and he overcame overcame that, and kind of knew what the journey was about, and right what it was going to take for the next person to, you know, battle his demons and uh, you know, end up okay on the other side. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah he just always was very empathetic. He would always, I remember when he was four and we, if we walked by someone who was homeless, he would want to give him money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he just always had this big heart. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so, yeah, he was, he was really a special guy. Yeah. So when you form Nate's place and you, you know, you have a, a clinical background working for the county and, and you did a needs assessment and, you know, discovered what was really necessary or what was lacking out in the community um what was the next step you 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 said okay there's a need here um how did Nate's place then get get formed and and get rolling well we um we applied for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. so yeah we just yeah we felt like okay so when Nate was young we paid a lot of money for this coach and we weren't wealthy at all Mm -hmm. but it was it was really expensive and I remember us saying, how would anyone who didn't, you know, have a lot of, didn't have anything be able to get these services? So we knew that we wanted to target it to people who are low income. Um, and so we, yeah, so we applied for a nonprofit that took like a month and a half or two year, two months. We found an organization back East that someone referred us to. It was great. Bright bridge. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we, um, we, you know, we we were told that the way to start a nonprofit and, and have success is you got to get to know government officials and you got to get to know all the local agencies. So we knew I knew some of the county people, but we kind of we kind of we went out and just gave presentations. We had a video, Larry and I, two of Nate's friends wrote songs about him after he passed. Mm-hmm. So we, we put that in the video. And then we went and met the mayor of Oxnard. We met the councilman. We met Steve Bennett in his office, assemblyman. 
-hmm. And so we, and we met the board of supervisors for our area, Vianney Lopez mm -hmm. and um, her chief. And then we just went and started presenting to different organizations. Mm -hmm. And people were just like, whoa, we need this so bad. You know, this is like, and then we also, you know, we had so many statistics. Ventura County has the second highest overdose rate for opioids in the state. Really? I did not know that. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. We don't have a very large population. No, over 200 people died of opioids um, in 2022. Wow. And yeah, there's a huge task force that the county kind of heads up. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we started looking at the research and we just realized that, and the thing that, that the thing that we with Nate is once he finished all his like residential treatment. And so then he was in individual therapy, but that's once a week. And at the time we lived in Ojai and then the rest of the time, now what do you do? Right. So we got him into all these activities with the coach, but we decided if we had a center where we had all these activities with healthy role models and peer coaches, like it would be kind of duplicating what he got, mm -hmm. but, but we wouldn't charge anything. So when yeah. your first when your first patients came to the center, um, what was what was that like, and how and how does that process work now? We call them participants. Um, so the way it works is so we have served now 114 in a year since we started, and that includes 30 something at schools because we now do groups at schools, prevention groups. But um, so basically, what happens is. Most of our um, participants get referred either by schools or Ventura County Behavioral Health Therapists. And so they reach out. And then I, right now, I'm the only one, I do a psychosocial intake with them. And so that's like an hour and 15 to an hour and a half process. So you did that with 114? I did it with 78 because, wow. the, yeah, the 30 something. Yeah. So basically, it's doing a whole assessment. And identifying their strengths, their goals, their whole psychosocial history, their risks with mental health and substance use. And then what, they sign all these consent forms. And then I assign them to one of our peer recovery coaches. So we have six coaches now. Mm -hmm. And half of them are bilingual. And I try to match up personality and experience. All of our coaches have training. Several are working on their master's in social work. And one of them is finishing up a bachelor's in psychology. So I try to match them by personality mm -hmm. and experience. And then they, the coach then reaches out to them and they meet with them once every week or two. So they have a standing meeting. They come up with smart goals together on what they want to, it's not therapy. All of our coaches have lived experience. They have their own, they've had their own struggles and they're in recovery and they're doing really well. So part of it is showing them that, yeah, you can do it. They understand, they empathize, and they're all young people. Mm -hmm. So that's really important too. And then they have access to 20 plus recreational activities and nine therapy counseling groups. Wow. So, we, so, 20, so they could go what, surfing and rock mm -hmm. climbing and mountain biking. and Right. We don't do mountain biking yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Hiking. Um, Larry, you want to say what the activities we do? Yeah. Inside our facility, we have uh, uh, boxing, uh, exercise uh, equipment, uh, ping pong, nice ping pong table, pool table. Um, we've got uh, um, a big area for art. 
uh, <coughs> art therapy. Um, we've got what, six or seven guitars for music therapy. Um, that's quite, quite comprehensive. Wow. So all, all interests are covered. Yeah. Yeah. We also, that's what we tried to do, really. Yeah. Like med meditation, <laughs> yoga classes. Today, they're making ice cream with some, some of the coaches. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that, I mean, is, just, that a group, is that a group activity then, or is that one? Yeah. That's group activity. Two of the coaches are heading that up. So, we try to come up with new things all the time mm -hmm. that will interest them. And so then I'm on weekends, come back to the center more often then. Exactly. And then on Saturdays, they do, We this week they did a barbecue at the park. Um, we do hiking. They go on hikes all over Ventura County, rock climbing, kayaking, et cetera, surfing. Mm -hmm. they've, all, they've also done fishing. Okay. Um, yeah. Gone out on a, a, a private fishing boat. We took a few of them out. Yeah. So when do you know that a, that a patient is ready to go back out in the world and, and is, you know, quote unquote, recovered? I guess nobody's ever fully recovered. I mean, right. everybody has their, their life challenges. But when do you know that you've, you've achieved your goal with that particular student. Yeah. Well, usually they become busy in their lives again. So like we've had a couple kids, they had been using marijuana and then all of a sudden, um, you know, they, they, they started, they got sober and they joined the football team. Okay. And so they're so busy with football. We've had a couple people get full-time jobs. Their coaches helped them with the application and resume. And they ended up working full time or going back to going to college and they just don't have time anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of our um, and, and yeah. And that happens, you know, right now, the average time is four. I'd say four to six months. OK, yeah. so they then come we, in and they're they're. You feel that after four to six months they're that you did your job and they're on their way. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily true. There's some that have been there nine months mm -hmm. and they're doing really well. We have a couple of teens that say, they tell us all the time, I'm going to work here when I'm 18. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my goal. And they they love coming because it's such a positive environment. We have a vape detector. We don't, you know, everyone has to sign a guidelines and rules that they don't vape. They don't bring any, um, you know, ex any kind of drug paraphernalia or alcohol. They can't come under the influence. Right. So it's just a really safe and health, healthy wellness. There's big couches. People come and do their homework after school. So, yeah. So that's, you know, those are the reasons. And then there are, there's a small percentage that need a higher level of treatment. So they need to maybe to go to residential or they relapsed and they need to go to a substance use. And we try to help facilitate that and work with, you know, other facilities. So substance abuse, but also there's a, there's a mental illness component to some of these folks. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So yeah, it's substance use and substance misuse and or mental health. So yeah, there are several, you know, there's some people that have depression, major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder. We have a few people that have bipolar disorder, schizoaffective disorder. And so they're, they're, they're stable on their medications or we try to help them get connected Mm -hmm. to Ventura County Behavior Health, get in with a psychiatrist and a therapist, because we're not like the first line of treatment. You know, we have all these groups, we have peer coaching, but we're we're not providing individual therapy. Okay. And I I think if I could say something, I think it's important to to understand we don't really call them patients, because patients it's more a medical term. Mm -hmm. You know, we our, our term is participant. 
they're either participant or a client. Gotcha. Uh, and so that's, there's FYI. a stigma about, about mental health too, that it's, you know, homeless people living under the bridge. I mean, it's shocking that it's young people too. It's, it's, it's inherited. It's a, it's a disease, right? Correct. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a brain disease. Mm-hmm. I mean, some kinds of depression, anxiety can be situational mm-hmm. and trauma can, you know, obviously um, influence that, but men, most, yeah, most mental illnesses are, you know, genetically based, you know, they're biological, there's a strong biological component and also environmental. And so I think that that's kind of the key thing that was really helpful to a lot of young people. They don't, they don't like going to their therapist or they don't. And then when they come in Nate's place and they see all these weightlifting machines, mm-hmm. boxing is a huge thing. We have boxing classes three days a week from a former professional MMA fighter. And, and they love it. And they're like, oh my God, now this is, a, I could have handled this. You know, their parents usually want them to come first and they might not want to come until right. they come to the center. So what it does is it totally reduces the stigma. And then the other thing that we do in partnership with Ventura County Behavioral Health is we go out to schools and do information talks with partnering agencies on the dangers of vaping, marijuana, nicotine, as well as opioids and fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And one of our coaches comes and he tells his stories, a very young person, and he it really resonates with kids. And then we also do prevention groups. We're going to be in like five schools here real soon. We're in two schools now. Oh, wow. Now these are high schools, middle schools? Um, Both high school, and middle school. They're, they're four week. It's called Teen Intervene. And it's part of our partnership with the substance use program at Ventura County Behavioral Health. And our coaches are trained. It's a Hazelden evidence-based practice. And we go into the schools. The school identifies six to eight people at a time. And they do a four-week group. And it's a whole curriculum based on teaching about the dangers, but also helping them deal with the pros and cons of using peer pressure. Mm-hmm. How do you get out of this without, you know, while saving face? And really looking at the long-term consequences of drugs. Yeah. Would that be a would that be a school-wide program or would that be in like a maybe the eleventh grade class would all participate in this program or well, right now the way it works, we're at two continuation schools, Legacy High School in Ojai and Pacific High School in Ventura. Mm-hmm. And we will have done done all of the students at Legacy High School um, within this the next month. And it really depends on the school. A lot of times what they do is pick kids that have, maybe they might be suspended or they're concerned about them. There's some risk factor. And so, and then we're also talking to EO Green Middle School, uh, Frontier High School. So yeah, we're talking to different schools and signing contracts to get started real soon. So the at-risk students would be the ones that would For teen participate. Yeah. I never really thought about you know, it's interesting that you've created the center where the participants are getting help, but they don't feel like they're a a, a patient, right? Exactly. You've got all the activities exactly. uh, that make them feel comforted and, and peers and, right. you know, other folks that are going through the same experiences that, that they're going through. And so they're not alone in this journey. You know, they're not going to a medical facility and being you know, lectured by a doctor. They're right. talking to other folks that have 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 gone down this journey and helping them realize that there's you know there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. It, that's exactly it. And that I mean, there's a lot of research backing up peer recovery coaching is an evidence based practice with young people in particular. 
it's extremely effective. And we just saw that with our son. Well, I think what, what Heidi and I didn't want is is to have a, a building or a place that was clinical and, mm -hmm. and it felt clinical when you walk in, you know, white walls and and uh, you know, medical or clinical in nature. And, Perception and is visit, behind the glass. I mean, yeah, you, yeah you, you walk into our place and it feels like a, a recreational clubhouse, mm -hmm. you know, and they most kiddos, once they're there, will feel exceedingly comfortable there. Which is what we want, right? You know? They're not really so, there for treatment as a patient, as you said. They're a exactly for participants. Exactly. So you also have a board of directors. You you formed a board. Yes. So to, in order to start a nonprofit, you have to have a board of directors, and we knew this isn't something we could do on our own. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have um, we have a really great um, kind of combination of people who have some who are therapists. One woman heads up a counseling agency of like 10 therapists. We have um, our treasurer is a former PR media relations um, person from Toyota for 25 years. Um, and then we have another person, he's our philanthropy specialist. So yeah, so it's our board is small and we wanna grow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a board, we have advisors. And it, the thing that has been kind of miraculous to Larry and I, is at the beginning especially, but even now, how doors just would open. And like, for example, one really key relationship came from Nate, his friend's mom, who really was, you know, really liked Nate, works with the Ventura County Medical Center Addiction Clinic, the head, the head of all of the residents, Dr. Khan. Mm -hmm. So we're now starting a partnership with them and the residents are gonna start coming every week and giving a part of their fellowship is to give a talk, a 15 minute education talk, and then they're going to spend time with the kids doing activities. And so, yeah, so it's like um, the whole community of Ojai and, and also Oxnard, Nate's friends, they helped us paint the building. They come and help us. I mean, just donate things. And so it's really taken a village kind of to make this work. That's wonderful. And, yeah. and so it sounds like the plans uh, for the future are, are, are growth, expansion, treating or helping, helping more participants. Absolutely. That's our goal. It's, and who knows, maybe having another Nate's place in another you know, area of Ventura County. Because what we're seeing, we're collecting data. We have a data specialist. We do questionnaires at the beginning and then every couple months on how they're doing with their substance use and their mental health. And, and we're, we're seeing this works. This is, it's, yeah, it's very, very effective. We're seeing their depression rates going down. Many of them are becoming abstinent. We have mm -hmm. an AA for young persons. We have an Al-Anon for parents. We're starting a parent support group. So yeah, it just, um, yeah, we're, we're seeing what worked for Nate is working in this community. That's wonderful. Nate's, Nate, Nate's legacy definitely, definitely lives on. Absolutely. So how can, how can folks who are listening, watching, um, you know, might have a, a, you know, a child, an adult child with an issue. How can they get a hold of you and, and learn more? Yeah. So they can go on our website, which is Nate's Place Wellness Center at gmail.com. And there's a phone number and there's also an email. And they okay. reach out and we, um, we, our goal is to respond within 24 hours. And usually they'll, they'll get me. <laughs> And I spend time on the phone just to make sure we're the right place for them. If they need referrals, I help with that. If, um, yeah, if they, uh, 
if they seem to meet the criteria, then um, I schedule an intake with them. Okay. Yeah. And, and um and then nonprofits and and uh, other organizations can also reach out and sounds like you've got a lot of collaborating as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we're totally open to partnerships and collaborating. And then we're we're a young nonprofit. You know, most nonprofits don't last beyond a couple of years. So we're always looking for people who are interested in helping us fund Nate's place. Then you've got a you've got a one year anniversary event coming up. Yes, that's um, Wednesday, February 28th at 6 p.m. It's open to the community. We hope as many people as possible come. Um, we're going to have the councilman, Gabe Tran, will be there speaking. And some of our coaches will be speaking and telling their stories. We have great enchiladas and taquitos from Cancun Restaurant. And then we'll have art activities, exercise, music. So it'll be a way to kind of see Nate's place, you know, in action. Wonderful. Well, Heidi Allison and Larry Rhodes, thank you so much for sharing your story and telling us about Nate. And um, we'll happily spread the word about Nate's place and all the all the good works that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you, Paul. All right. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Okay.